In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, here's an oldie but a goodie. A priest and a rabbi from local parishes in Pinellas. They were sitting by the side of the road holding up signs. And the rabbi's sign said, The end is near. And then opposite him, the priest's sign read, Turn before it's too late. They planned to hold up their signs to each passing car. And one driver goes by and says, Get a job. And then right behind him, a second driver passes and leave us alone, you religious freaks. Then suddenly from around the curve, they heard screeching tires and a splash, followed by another screeching tires and a splash. And the rabbi looks over at the priest and he says, Maybe bridge out ahead sign would have been more effective. (laughs) In today's gospel reading, and especially in today's Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross, our church continues to hold out signs for its people. And like those driving along their way in our joke, we would all be better off now and later if we pay attention to the signs. But unlike this foolish priest and rabbi, our Lord not only warns us to turn around before it's too late, he has also laid himself down as a bridge between his broken creation and our final home with him in heaven. And so let's start with the warning signs that we get from our scriptures in our church that we always have a tendency to head the wrong way. In today's gospel reading and dozens of places elsewhere in the Bible, we're warned that if we don't follow God's way, we don't have to worry about some big, angry, punishing God in the sky. We're told that going the wrong way is its own punishment. And sometimes you have to do it. But for our best, and today's gospel reading, a million other places, John urges us, come out from your darkness and head towards the light. Our church's equivalent of these turn before it's too late sign is a whole theology and sacrament which is at the heart of the church service which you just partake, have just partaken in. And that, of course, is confession and communion. At root, repentance means to turn around. Okay? And that's why we confess each week and we ask God's help in turning away from our pride, our envy, our anger, our laziness, our covetousness, gluttony, and lust. Because if we learn to turn away from lesser attachments of this world, then we're actually free. We free ourselves up to pursue the great things of God. This is, of course, hard work, and it's the work of a lifetime. So it's hard for us to hear this all the time. But we need to constantly be reminded that the end is near, as the sign said. That we've gotten off track. We need to be constantly reminded that everything we have here, we're not owners, we're just stewards. We're here for a while. And these warning signs are all for our own good. And so thank God for all these signs nearly every week throughout our Gospels, throughout our church to set our sights fixed on what is best for us. But alas, different from these priests, God's signs are not merely signs of warning. 
like flash from a safe distance from the side of the road. Now, sinner that I am, I might be that priest that stands by as you drive yourself into a lake, but God would not do that. God did not do that. God's greatest prophetic sign to the world was also the greatest sign of his love that the world has ever seen, the sign of the cross that he bore for you and for me. And this cross is the sign which we exalt today. It's why it's called the exaltation of the cross. It means to lift up, to raise it in our church, to raise it in our hearts, to raise it in our minds and life today. Because by this special sign of the cross, which there's no other, God isn't just flashing warnings from the side of the road. There's danger ahead. God entered into the road. God entered into history in order to fully understand what it means to be human, to be fragile, to be broken, but to keep our eyes always fixed on the road, come what may. And this sign of Jesus and his cross is so powerful that it's not just outside us. This is a sign which is within us, and it sustains us. And it's why you have crosses drawn all over you at your birth in this church, at that baptismal font, and why we make the sign of the cross, and why there's crosses everywhere around this church. It reorients ourselves to who we are in the deepest way, and it helps us focus our heart and our mind and our strength. Our heart, our mind, and our strength, we say when we cross ourselves on God. And this is not only true for individuals, it's true for the community And that's why the Armenian church has an entire season of the cross, which begins today. And it goes all the way up until Advent. And that's because in the season, we recall how time again, the cross has appeared as a sign of hope to our persecuted people that we might never forget that God's love always, always is greater. And so the cross is the ultimate sign for Armenians and for any Christian because it's a sign that warns us all the time, check your course, check your course, check yourself, because trouble is always lurking in our ways. But first and foremost, this great sign of the cross is the great sign of God's love. That's what it is. It orients us, it prepares us that heaven is ahead and that Christ himself has laid himself down as a bridge between here and there. That's the heart of today's gospel reading. That's the heart of the gospel. That's the heart of God himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, astvaz ein kan siretz ashara, vort davav ir miat zinvorti, vort bisi chigorsvink bais havitenakan gyank unenank. So that even if and when our end is near, our Lord is near still, now and always, and unto the ages of ages. Amen.